Welcome to episode six of the second season of Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Thanks for joining. I am really grateful. This is actually the first guest I have with me in this season. So this is the sixth episode and we've done five on my own and now have the first guest. And his name is Roger Becker. And I met Roger at a conference and then he was uh, kind enough to invite me onto his podcast. And I sensed by talking to him that this is a man who has wisdom and some wisdom to share. And I wanted him to share it with my audience. So before we get into that, Roger, would you kindly give us a little bit of your background? Uh, do you want uh, personal background, business background, or? Well, I think I think people on this show, because wisdom for business and life would probably want a bit of both. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I am a resident of the San Francisco Bay Area, right outside of San Francisco, across the bay, seven miles as the crow flies. Uh, but I grew up in the Midwest, in Ohio. Um, and, um, you know, I have a, a strong sales and marketing background. That's really what I did professionally um and uh owned my own uh advertising agency for you know north of 30 years and um yeah i mean that that's pretty much it um i've yet to attain any any modicum of sanity in all these years but it keeps things interesting well let, let's jump off on that why do you say that you are yet to attain a modicum of sanity well, if I if I pay attention to my what I'm thinking, which I rarely do, fortunately, um, I will identify that the thoughts are absolutely crazy, and um, you know I still, um, you know, I my my default setting is still to feel like I am a victim of circumstances, um, and so you know am accustomed to feeling sorry for myself. Um, now, uh, compared to years and years and years ago as a kid, you know, I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to identify that faster. Um, and it could even be a matter of seconds before I then get proactive and do something, uh, productive and, 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 you know, and, um, you know, create some positive results. So let's, let's, let's stay on it because I think like one of, wise people in general, they able to do that. They're able to say, hey, hang on a moment. <laughs> uh, I, that's not the thoughts I want to think, or that's not the reality, just because my brain kind of put that thought into my head. All right. So how did you realize that you can actually like pause for a moment and not react or change course um, from thoughts which, which arise? Sure. Um, so uh, the the other part of my story is that um, I am a recovering uh, drug addict and alcoholic, and um, there is a process, a very, a very, um, you know, it's a twelve steps. There's a formula, and so over many, many years, over thirty years of following this program and the steps, um, there's a regiment to it, and uh, to um, identify what is my role in any given situation and it's kind of been a pathway out of victimhood and so you know let's say 30 years ago it might have taken me a year or two years or whatever to figure out what is my role in something over doing this you know repeatedly for years and years and years now it might take 
three seconds. I mean, literally, I might be able to identify it really quickly. And so it's just been nothing magical about it. Um, it's just a very simple process. You know, what I find really interesting is that, you know, you've, for 30 years, you've worked the 12 steps. That's what I'm hearing, correct? Yeah, 34, actually. But yes. 34 years. Yeah. So you've been, and, you know, I, I've read the 12 step, the, the big book, um, you know, as, a, as I was doing my research um, when I was building up my um, program to help kids figure out their, their, their purpose. So I had a multi-step program and I wanted to uh, understand, how, you know, the elements of a successful multi-step program. So I picked up the big book, which those who don't know, it's the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's the pe people who work the 12 steps. They, that's their Bible. Am I right? Yeah, no, you're correct. And, 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 and I got, I got entirely fascinated by the entire process and I tried to work these 12 steps myself. I probably didn't do it anywhere close to perfection. Neither did I, you know, but I, I really kind of got really enamored by it. And it's, it's the life of a spiritual person. It really is. Um, and so, and you grow wisdom that way. So I had no idea that you were doing the 12 steps or that you had been doing for 34 years, but I sensed immediately within you, that this is a person who has got wisdom. And, and now I know where, I mean, where it comes from, you know, people who work on themselves consistently, they gain wisdom. So, I mean, it's, uh, um, so, I mean, that's, uh, what, what do you think? Like, what are the, if you would say, oh, of course, you know, getting over the addiction, but beyond that, what are, what are the things which if you, um, had to share with other people, like, uh, from the 12 steps that you would say every person should do? of these 12 steps, what, what would those be? Um, well, I, um, gosh, I mean, I think it's important. I guess what I would, this is from the St. Francis prayer. And this was a turning point for me. And I read it in a, a literature. I don't even know if it's in the book. In fact, I don't think it is. Maybe it is. I don't even know. I've never really read the book a to Z every, <laughs> to be honest with you, but in the St. Francis prayer, there's a number of clauses, but here's, here's the one that changed my life. Seek to understand before being understood is, is a game changer because we tend to focus on ourselves. I mean, we're, we're full of fear and uh, you know, we've, we've got to, you know, going back when we still lived in caves, we had to protect ourselves physically to survive, you know, because the lion was going to basically eat you. Um, and so we still have that in our, you know, in our, in our genetic makeup. Uh, so we focus on ourselves in order to survive. But if you can get out of yourself and think about that other person and go, okay, what would I, what would I be feeling if I were in their shoes? In, in my experiences, nine times out of 10, I'd be probably feeling the same way in, in that process. It's enabled me to be enabled me to be less of a victim and really be more objective and less delusional in my thinking and less self-seeking. So seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Is that correct? Am I saying that correct? Yeah. And it, and it pay, you know, it pays off in business too. I got to tell you, I mean, yeah. there's an ROI on this. <laughs> so before we get to that, cause I want to hear about that as well. What I'm hearing you say though, is that, that's empathy, right? Really? Because, so. yeah. 
because empathy is the idea of being able to just, like feel the other person. Yeah. Like wh- where are they coming from? And um uh and and you can't do that. Um you can't you can't have the empathy unless you understand them or or at least have a sense of their do you find though that you get better at that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, no good question. I mean, it's like working out, it's like doing anything. It's like the more you do of it, the better you get at it. And um, you know, again, I I can't it's hard to quantify these things, but I probably first read that like 33, 34 years ago. And I would say situations which maybe would take I don't know, it could take a year to get to that point where you finally you know, figure out where somebody else is coming from or get, get, cause a lot of fear and ego in the way of, of, you know, is it, cause there's a lot of, Hey, I'm right. And you know, they're wrong. Um, and so sometimes it takes getting out of one's own ego and fear to like, okay, let's be a hundred percent objective. Let's put our ego aside and go, how would I be thinking and feeling if I were them? Um, you know, and sometimes now it's, it's, it's in real time. It doesn't, it, it's just the, the, the reflex sometimes is to do that without any conscious effort. And how long do you think it took you to get there? Because are you, do you, would you agree that empathy is something you practice? You practice empathy? Like, is that like meditation, right? You can meditate, but you can, it's always practicing meditation. Um, you know, it's a good question. I mean, for me, it's, it's takes a tremendous amount of work and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I mean, I still get angry at people and I'm not perfect at it. And I still play the victim. My default setting is always, it's your fault first before it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the confusing part of the question is I'm married to, uh, uh, someone who is not a victim a- at all. And she's immediately, understands and is full of empathy yeah me too by the way are you (laughs) well we're we're in the we're we're in rarefied air because very few i've never met anybody like my wife ever and um you know i just assume it's you know it's because of her upbringing she was loved just beyond belief and i'm not saying that i wasn't loved because i was but it, it was just different um but she um you know, she, she's so, yeah. So I don't know. So, I mean, I guess it takes some people longer than others. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Cause I don't remember. No, that. no. I think, I think that, that um, there are some people who are blessed and have natural capacity for doing that. Um, and, and, and they are rare. My wife is one of them. Um, and, and, and which is, which is they become so straightforward. They're like, those are people who are just straightforward. They're not complicated people. You know, that's one of the beauties of it. My wife is very uncomplicated. I will say that. Right. That's what she's not neurotic at all, which is, which is, you know, I'm, I'm, it was just still foreign to me, but yeah. But that's one of the things I think one of the, what I noticed about my wife immediately was how uncomplicated she was. Because when you take your ego out of the situation and you're able to see things with that natural empathy, which we talk about, you're not complicated. Things stop becoming that complicated. And <laughs> so, uh, and, and therefore you, you're just not having to navigate these complex webs of things the whole time, which which often clouds so much of human relationships. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I, just crazy. I mean, we've got so much, like we were talking before we hit record, we all have so much, 
I mean, the, the word of the day is trauma, but I think it's, I, yeah. I don't think there's a better one. We all have so much trauma uh, that we bring into our relationships that it's, it's, it is complicated. It really, it really is. And everybody's got so much fear and shame and, you know, God knows what um, that, uh, you know, the ultimate irony to me is that, that, that I never feel better than when I am connecting with another person or who have connected with another, another person in the most authentic, mm -hmm. you know, unvarnished way. I mean, I think that is the penultimate happiness or fulfillment in that moment. And yet we're all running away from each other. That yep. to me, is just as a supreme irony of one of the supreme ironies of life. Yeah. And, 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 and so let's go back to the, our, and I, I want to stay here in this kind of idea for a minute, but I also don't want to lose what you said about the ROI for business, because this is a wisdom for business and life. So if you're able to have those kind of relationships and you're able to um, practice that understanding before being understood, you said there's real ROI in business for that. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, as a practical matter, if you can identify what the other person needs and why they need it, mm -hmm. um, you're going to be in a much more advantageous, advantageous position to provide it. Yep. as opposed to being merely focused on your own objectives. Um, and, uh, and, and, and the other thing is I've, I have anger issues. I've, I've always had anger issues. I used to be very angry as a kid and, you know, I still suffer from it on a much more nuanced, you know, way. I mean, you know, for no other reason I'm getting older, I don't have the energy. Um, but you know, a, a, being able to understand where somebody else is coming from makes then, then I'm less angry because I get it. Okay. I, I totally understand. And I'd feel the same way. All of a sudden I'm not angry Yeah. because when you're angry in business, people don't want to do business with you. So, I mean, you know, that's why there's a strong ROI in it. It's like, Hey yeah. man, I totally understand it. I feel that way too. Is there a way we can you know, figure out a way that makes this work for you. I mean, it's, you're going to be a lot more effective that way, uh, getting business done and, and having people want to do business with you. The other thing which comes to mind as you say that is, you know, modern day product management, you know, techniques is really kind of understanding the customer, going into the customer's shoes and really kind of interviewing them and understanding the problem that you're trying to solve for them from their perspective because the old way of doing it was like, oh, I think there's a problem here. I'm going to build something which can solve it. And then you've built something which actually is the only person who has that problem is you. And you only have that problem because you're crazy. <laughs> so, and it just doesn't bring any money. Whereas if you can actually kind of empathize with other people fully. So empathy actually, as you bring it up, um, you know, I was senior director of product management in a, at, at, a, at a large company for a short period of my life. But, you know, I learned as much as I could about it. Empathy is a big part of product management and building successful products. So what, what would be the other <clears throat> part of the, you know, maybe of, of what you've learned over the last 34 years of working on yourself, which you think that people really need to kind of take and, and should work on um, just regular, you know, anyone listening to this show? Because you said one, which was be understood, un understand before trying to be understood. Do you have another one? You know, I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, I think that it's um, it's really hard to be ruthlessly honest with oneself. 
Um, because again, we all have ego and pride and fear. And um, I would say the best business decision I made uh, was specializing in the category I specialized in, in my advertising agency business. And that decision was, 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 um, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm proud of it because it took getting my, setting my ego completely aside because at the time, I was I was do, I, I was spread over a fence, and what I was doing on the other side of the fence was, frankly, a lot more glamorous. Fed my ego a lot more. Sounded a lot better at a cocktail party. Not that I ever went to any cocktail parties in my life, but you know, women would be more impressed. And frankly, I wasn't succeeding at it. What was that thing? I, I was a generalist. It was an ad agency. And then I found this category in, in that was just doing advertising for for-profit schools. And I hope n- not too many people are listening to this, but that was never, that wasn't going to get hot women interested in you saying, Hey, I have an ad agency and I do advertising for for-profit schools. That wasn't going to get you very far with attractive women. Okay. But you know, I, I so it was, it was, um, you know, it was, but, but I'm like, Hey man, this is what I'm good at. So this is what I'm going to specialize in, even though my perception, let's put it that way at that time, was the other part of what I was doing yeah. was a lot more, had a lot more status to it, right. if you will. And, and so what happened with your business? You were able to grow it. I don't, I don't, I don't really know anything about your business career, by the way. I, I just, I, I found you as a wise person. I, I'm not sure if, if you were a successful ad guy or not. Um, my business went through the roof really? and, uh, it, it went through the roof because, um, you know, I looked at the competitive landscape and, um, you know, the, uh, you know, and try to be objective about that. And, you know, I was the best at it, at what I did and I prospered immeasurably because there was truly a market for it. A lot of times people want to, they, they, they do it because they think they're good at it. And um, or whatever reason, and there's really not a, a market for it, and people are just they 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 do it because of their they because of their ego. And so, there's a piece of wisdom right there. You put your ego aside, and you do yes. something in service of what your your purpose or what you you feel that you were actually uh, uh, called to do in a sense because you this is what you see you're good at rather than what's going to bring you status. And that is another path to success, it sounds like. You know, uh, one of my observations of really successful people that I, mm-hmm. I do, I'm talking people, you know, billionaires, hundreds of millions of dollars, which that mm-hmm. is not the group I'm in, okay? <laughs> I, I've been successful in a small way. Um, but one of the things I I kind of am, have, have come to think is that, on the one hand, it might there might be a, a notion that they're egocentric and tyrants and, you know, just my way or the highway and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but part of me is really thinks that those are people that actually, a lot of those people have an incredible amount of humility to mm-hmm. be able to recognize when things aren't working and get their egos out of the way and going, you know what, this isn't working uh, we're, we have competition that's better than us, but if I were to just moda, if I were to alter the course of this company that I'm the CEO of to do this, because it makes more sense 
for our customers and the market and to, and to hold up the surrender flag and go, I'm losing here, but over here is a better opportunity. Um, I think requires some humility. And I, and I think a lot of people that you wouldn't think are humble in those positions are because that's what's required in order to be flexible. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's also recognizing that, you know, you could be wrong about stuff and, and, and maybe you were wrong and maybe you invested a lot of time and you were wrong about it. And, you know, that admitting that is really hard. It's, it's right. Exactly. Because you've got, yeah, you've invested so much and um, time and money and reputation and how yeah. am I going to look? And, you know, again, I think a lot of this stuff, and maybe I'm just projecting here, but I think a lot of this stuff is ego. And so to be able to be objective, I think is a rare trait. I think I think it's to be objective in anything yeah. personally or business is rare. Completely agree. And this has been wonderful, Roger. I'm very, very grateful for your time. Um, and, and we've gone over and I realized that. And we got to. Uh, so um, I'm very grateful for your time. I'm sure our listeners are going to be also very grateful. Um, and uh, thank you. You know, I, I would only say that if you don't get people with more wisdom than me, you're never going to build up a listener base. Yeah, but the people who think they have a lot of wisdom, uh, <laughs> it's like common sense. It's remarkably uncommon, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I get it. Well, listen, I, 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 we've had a very, very, very short acquaintanceship yeah. here, but I'm going to tell you, I love you. Well, thank you. It's mutual. Welcome. Appreciate it. You're welcome and good Shabbos. That wraps up my interview with Roger Becker, truly remarkable person. Really appreciated that he came on and had that conversation with me. This has been the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast with your host, Levi Brackman. Thanks so much for joining and have a wonderful week.